Next mission is Shmuel Hakotten Oime. Shmuel Hakotten says, Bin Foil Oivcha Al Tismach, Ubekoshloi Al Yoga Libecha, Penira Shembe Rabbeinov, the Heishim Olive Apoi. Here, boys, listen carefully, Gavaldiga Mishnah. A little bit, I guess, of a continuation in some way of yesterday's Mishnah. Which is, we've seen that in a few times, that the Mishnayas often go in some kind of order. We haven't always pointed it out, but there are definitely times where we can see that one Mishnah does almost follow the previous Mishnah. I think we can see that a little bit over here. So, binfal oivcha al tesomach. What does that mean? That means don't be happy, don't rejoice when your enemies are falling, when they're going down. Okay? And when they, when they, when they stumble, don't allow your heart to be besimcha, to be happy. Because maybe the Rabbi Shalonim will see it and retract his anger from that person. So what the Mishnah over here is basically telling us, and maybe before we start that, Shmuel HaKotten, by the way, for those people that are not familiar, um, generally was from the first generation after the Churban Beis Amigdosh. He's one of the Chachomim of Yavne, and um, he was one of those that instituted some of the brachas in Shemona Esra that we say every single day, three times a day. So we're dealing with a Yid who almost was part of the composing of the Shemona Esra. We don't have much of his teachings, but it's interesting why he was called um, Hakotan. What we don't find that often that we use descriptions, adjectives, for Gedolim, for Chazal, for Rabbonim, they're generally, you know, we know in those days they didn't have surnames, they didn't have last name, family names, that they didn't have. Then they're called Ben, their father, whatever it may be. But over here, Shmuel is not just called Shmuel Oimah, but he's called Shmuel Hakotan. One of the reasons, says there's a Yushalmi in Saita, that explains the reason why Shmuel got the title Hakotan, the small one. And it was basically, was, I mean, you call it small, but I don't think it meant in physical stature, obviously. It was more in humbleness, right, in his Anova. That's what it is. And uh, there are a few different reasons why he was. The Gemara Sanhedrin talks about how he didn't bother and embarrass somebody else. There's another reason is, is because he was um, almost, he was just slightly less than Shmuel Hanovi. Shmuel Hanovi, we know, is compared to Moshe Yaren. So what we're saying over here is, this is the smaller version of that Shmuel. He's not Mamish holding by Shmuel Hanovi, who was equal to Moshe Biyarin. He was of his smaller stature, but of course of a tremendous stature, and that was amazing. Um, okay, so that's a little bit of an idea to understand this. The um, the Rav and the Rambam, on their parish of this Mishnah, explain, and with a posik and they bring a posik Shlomo HaMelech said, and uh, they say, that Shlomo uh, Melech, that Shmuel HaKotten would always say with this idea, he was always very, very much into this Indian of don't be happy when other people fall. When you see somebody else, especially even if it's your enemy, even if it's someone that you don't like, that you don't get on with. Unfortunately, by the way, people sometimes, unfortunately, who are not people who work on themselves, who are not happy with themselves, who are not satisfied with themselves, are very happy with their enemy or someone that they don't like falls. Or something bad happens, no, right? Just take. You're 100 percent right. Do you know how hard it is not to be happy? 100 percent. But that's why I said people that don't work on themselves, you have to work on yourself. This is a meter that you have to work on, and you can do it. Because if the Mishnah is telling it to us, it means we have the kayak, we have the ability to do it. Okay. So often, as Shlomo just pointed out, it's very hard. This. Okay, Zev. It's very hard that if you don't get on with someone, or let's say, let's take a, a simple example. Let's take someone who did something really bad to you. 
And because of that, you really dislike the person. You don't like him. Now, of course, you're working on it and you're trying because you don't want to dislike anyone. But you don't like him. Something happens to him really not good. It's very hard, like Shlomo said, not to be uh, not to be happy. Right? I want to be happy. I want to say, yes! See what happened to him? Kabaldi! Magialoi! He really deserves it. He did something to me. You see, God's punishing you. You're getting what you deserve. The Maisa. It's a very hard thing not to be happy. But we have to learn not to be happy. And we have to understand why. Chazal are telling us an interesting reason. It's because pen Hashem Hashem That maybe the Rabbi Shalom will take away his fear and his his hatred and his punishment to that person that we're talking about over here. So we're talking about a situation of not being happy when someone falls. By the way, all of us are familiar with a sugya about, from Kriyas Yamsuf and from the sugya of Yitzhiya Mitzrayim. And the question is asked many, many places. Oh, beautiful. Why don't we say what? Full halal. Pesach. Ah, Kavali. Did Klal Yisrael say halal like Kriyas Yamsuf? No. Why didn't they say halal? Isn't that the greatest time? Kriyas Yamsuf, Kalali Saw got saved. Talk about the Rabbi Shalom's Kavaldiga, Shvach Vahidah. This is the time to say halal. But there's no halal. Why not? The answer is, says the Gemara, because the Rabbi Shalom told them, Malachim asked. The Rabbi Shalom said, I don't understand. My Maisa Yoda, my handiwork, right? The Rabbi Shalom created every single thing in the entire world, including the human beings, including the Mitzrim, right? The Egyptians. The Rabbi Shalom created the Mitzrim. And therefore, Akash Bochul said, if my handiwork is floating and drowning in the sea, you're going to say halal? That's not the Seder. But what do you mean? These were terrible people. These were people that caused torture for 210 years to Klal Yisrael. They were really bad people. They didn't deserve to live. They deserved to die. Obviously so, because the Rabbi Shalom made them do that. But yet what? What do we see? That even if your enemy, something is happening to him, and he's falling, and you want to laugh and say, ha, told you so, you see, you can't do it. You can't do it. You can't even say halal to Hashem for the fact that they died. We have to realize that when people go through things, that everyone gets whatever they deserve. Everyone gets what the Ramonshim wants. Right? The Torah is a Torah of reality. Given by the creator of the world who understands everything, and everything the Rabbi Nishram does is 100% perfect. And what the Rabbi Nishram does is totally out of our reach. We don't understand it. We cannot comprehend it. And we don't need to. And that's okay. But remember this. And by the way, for those of you, if you open up your Gemara, many Gemaras have this in the beginning of their Gemara. There's a special Yerat in the Gemara in Brochus. One of the things it says is, I shouldn't rejoice when my friend makes a mistake. And you know, you know how it goes when, you know, someone, let's say you're in the middle of a shir and someone asks like a really dumb question and everyone's like, you know, it almost reminds me of, um, there was a rob giving a shir on Hilchas Boira. Hilchas Boira and Shabbos. They give a whole shir, this is Boira, this is not Boira, Boira like this is Muta Boira, this is Asa, against the shmooze. Amazing shir. 40 minute shir, guy comes over to me at the end of the shir, rabbi, that was an amazing shir. I really enjoyed that, that was amazing. Could you just help me with one word? What does the word Boira mean? And everyone's like, huh? You know, sometimes you're giving a shit and someone says like a stupid question, so everybody naturally laughs, because like, well, stupid, you're not listening to the shit. You don't realize that the Rebbe just said that. You don't realize that, that that's not what we're dealing with, that's not the topic, that's not the mistake that we're learning. Don't rejoice. The works in the beginning of our Gomorrahs, but before we open up a Gomorrah, before we even learn anything, and that's, all, that's why it's there. It's on the first, before you even open up the Gomorrah, don't rejoice in somebody else's downfall. Don't rejoice in anyone's downfall, especially what the mission is telling us over here, your enemy. Someone you don't like, and maybe even, as we learn from Mr. Yisrael, someone that even may even deserve that punishment and that downfall, but don't be happy. Don't be happy, because you don't know the way the Rebunishim creates the world. Just like um, we, we have to realize that 
everything the Rebbein Shem does, called the Ovid Rachman and the Tav By the way, Shulchan Aruch brings this halacha and a maisa. The Shulchan Aruch brings this a seep in Shulchan Aruch specifically, that a person should be rogel, should habit himself to say, called the Ovid Rachman and the Tav Everything Hashem does is good. We don't know why Hashem does things. But we have to appreciate, we have to understand, we have to realize that even if this person, we would like him to have something bad happen to him, when it does, we're not happy. We're never happy when someone has a downfall or someone has a bad situation. That is what's going on in this Mishnah.